You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, this is Darren. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. It is my desire to build up and encourage the children of God to be everything they were created to be. If you're interested in more content like this, please check out kingdombringer.com. Thanks so much. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Kingdom Bringer podcast. This is Darren Eubanks. I had every intention of making episode 50, the last episode with Michael McIntyre, the final episode of season two. We had 25 episodes in season one, 25 episodes in season two, but I kind of realized that I never really explained that and told you guys the plan for the rest of the year. So I want to get on here real quick. Uh, I'm going to, what I'm going to do for this episode, I'm going to play a a sermon that I gave a, a couple months ago about healthy community. Um, it's a good one. And I'm going to play it on here for you guys to enjoy that. But I also wanted to, before that, I wanted to give a little bit of information. So this Episode 51 is the final episode of season two. It'll be the last episode in 2019, except for I plan on doing another bonus episode like I did last, last Christmas, kind of a best of season two episode. It's always fun. We're going to basically have clips and highlights from every interview, every episode that we did in season two, and it's kind of a fun end of the year episode to put out. So that'll be coming on Christmas day. And then we're probably going to come back towards the end of January. We'll come back with some brand new episodes for season three. I also wanted to kind of make an announcement about Michael McIntyre's new podcast, a part of the KB Podcast Network. It's the Next Level Podcast with Michael McIntyre. You can find it. It is live right now on every platform, on Spotify, on Google, on Apple, on Stitcher. You can find that right now and you can subscribe to it. So what I'm going to do is ask you to go right now and subscribe to the Next Level Podcast with Michael McIntyre. He's going to be putting out a new episode every single Tuesday. There's three live right now with a brand new one coming out every single Tuesday. That's a fun, fun for all business leaders, entrepreneurs, dreamers, anybody who's wanting to take a dream or a business or just an attitude to the next level. Check out the next level podcast. It's basically five to 10 minute power, punch you in the face, get you jacked up and excited and motivated to move forward messages from the Michael McIntyre. You can check those out and I'm going to have a link to that podcast in the show notes of this one. So be looking for that. Please go subscribe, rate and review. 
just like you would for this one on the next level podcast with Michael McIntyre. That is live right now. Please do the same thing for this one, the Kingdom Bringer podcast. You can find us at KB Podcast on Facebook. Go like, go rate, review, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts. It helps. If you would like to give, if you'd like to donate to what we're doing here at the Kingdom Bringer podcast, you can go to kingdombringer.com, click the donate page. It's a push pay link. All you got to do is select Kingdom Bringer Ministries and you can give a one-time gift or a monthly gift. Either one would be awesome. We appreciate you guys so much in advance. So here we go. Without further ado, here's the final episode of season two. This is a, a message that I gave called Desiring Healthy Community. Enjoy. Love you guys. I've, um, I've kind of been in this vein, like Jason said, the last month, month and a half or so with the podcast and with the blog and just with my heart of just relationships. You guys know that we, we deal with relationships, right? Whether you think you have good ones or not, you have relationships, right? If you're on this planet, you have relationships, work relationships, family relationships, people that you're choosing to walk with, people that you don't want to walk with. That's a relationship too, right? And I feel like the Lord is calling us into a place of seeing those relationships for what they are, seeing what He has designed relationships for. Do you guys know that it's not just about me and the Lord? That if that was the case, then when I got saved, I'd be with Him. Does that make sense? When I accepted Him into my life, I would just die and go to heaven and be with Him. But He must have something in mind with keeping me around here for 85, 90, 136 years. Would you agree? Do you think about that ever? Like, the Lord is amazing. He is my Lord. And I want to have a father-son, extremely close relationship with Him. And I want to get away with Him. And I want to grow with Him. But He always leads me back into life to function well, to have relationships. Who in here has ever escaped all relationships? Have you? No. You don't have that figured out yet? No. Write the book on that. I'll read it. Because <laughs> relationships are not always easy. I will say they're always hard. I will say relationships are always hard if you care about them. If you want the right kind of relationships, it's kind of hard to stoke that excitement for it and that fire and it's easy to want to just get away from people. It is very easy to just want to isolate, hide out, avoid, right? Because they're hard. Never once did I ever hear Jesus say, don't do hard things. Never once did I ever say, hey, you guys are exempt. The people that he walked with 
went to their death following this stuff. They went to their death. It was difficult. They went from place to place, planting churches, dealing with relationships, building up communities of people, and they went to their grave for that. So it wasn't easy. And this is not easy. But it can be fun. It can be. Doing hard things can be fun. Can, can be worth it. Can be something that I want to give my time to. And I haven't always done this well at all. And that's why a lot of times as a minister, as somebody who gets to speak and has permission to grab a microphone every once in a while, you kind of feel like I only want to speak about things that I have figured out, I'm good at, that I'm experienced in. But there's also times that the Lord puts something on your heart that He wants you to get better at. And He actually downloads information that you can help people out with. And that's kind of where I'm at right now is I feel like the Lord's been... Um, just that relationship thing is so... It's so important. It's so important. I promise you the Lord wants you to do this well. He wants you to live this life well and walk this out well. And who knows that we need people with us to, to do that. Like... I can't do this by myself and then at the end of the day think that it was done well. Like it, It's just not, it's not possible. We as leaders in this place, we have a real, a real passion and desire to create a culture that produces healthy community. Like We desire healthy community. Who in here desires to be a part of a healthy community? You guys know that we're there's one body in many parts. And I've heard that a lot lately. My mouth is... You guys want to hear that? <laughs> of all the people, I thought BJ would want to hear that. Nope. One body, many parts. Let's not forget about many parts. We're a part of the one body. Like it or not. Like we can't, we're not all, not every Christian is going to worship together on Sunday morning. You guys understand like how difficult that would be? Not a building big enough for all of us to come together and worship. So he gave permission for there to be many parts. We are a part. Every church is a part of one body. Right? Let's be a healthy part of the body. Can we be a healthy part? Like in, the, in a body, in a natural body, there's different parts. There's the hand and the foot, right? The hand can't encourage the foot to become a hand. Like every part is different. Every church is different. And that's so okay. Like that is so good. It's so okay. But I want to be a part that's healthy and I want to be a part that's like maybe looks a lot like the the one body. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't want to be so far cut off from the body aspect of it. It's okay. Maybe this part's got curlier hair and this part's got, you know, a deformity or whatever, but it's all part of one body. And I want to be okay with just we're we're a part of this. We're a part of the body. So we we value healthy community. Who wants things to grow? When we talk about church, we always just think that means more people, right? It doesn't always mean that. <laughs> Who wants to grow and not be healthy? 
Who wants to have more people come in and we're not actually healthy at the core? And we don't know what part we are. We don't know what we, we want to know what part we are. We want to know how we can help the people that do choose to come in this building, like flourish and grow and be good at this relationship thing that is hard, that is difficult. Amen? Amen. A couple, few weeks ago, I talked about information and activation and stuff. And I don't want this to be just information for you. Let's do something with it. Like, don't let this just be information that you just hear. And then I really believe that if we do something like practically, this is going to be practical stuff this morning. Okay. I'm not going to preach something this morning that you're like, oh my goodness, I've never heard this. Relationships are hard. It's going to be practical stuff, but I think practicality is actually really good if you choose to step into it and be activated in that thing, right? So let this be something that you do something with. Healthy community, I believe there's four parts to this that we're going after as a team and as a, as a body. And those four things, if you're taking notes, write them down. Say it with me. Forgiveness, Amen. vulnerability, vulnerability, respect, respect and, honor. and honor. Who here thought that respect and honor was the same thing? Vulnerability. Thank you for being vulnerable and asking that question. Forgiveness, vulnerability, respect, and honor. Respect and honor are not the same word. Okay? I'm going to explain that later. Who thinks that forgiveness is something that's important for a healthy community? Yes. I've actually I've preached a message before, and I've heard it often, about this unoffendable spirit that we carry. The Holy Spirit's this unoffendable spirit. I feel like the Lord's shifted that in my heart a little bit. Because forgiveness, the definition of forgiveness is this, a decision made to no longer hold an offense against another person or group. If there was never offense, would there ever be a place for forgiveness? If there was, if we want to grow in forgiveness, we have to expect that there's going to be what? An offense. Aren't there things that just offend you? There just are. I mean, that's, I've actually preached a message that's different from that, like unoffendable. Well, that's a pretty unique spirit because I don't think it's true. I don't. And I've tried, I mean, I've tried to like not be offended, but it's just not possible. The difference is when you carry the offense around. When something offends you and you choose to grab that thing and you choose to walk with it. And you choose to walk in and step into other relationships with that offense. And then you step out of that relationship and look for another relationship and step in. You're still hanging on to that offense. Does that make sense? You're going to be offended. Jesus was actually offended, I believe, when he walked into the temple and had to flip those tables over. He was offended. He didn't carry the offense. I don't believe he didn't carry the offense. I had to look at Jason. Is that true? <laughs> Pastor Jason? Are we, do you understand the difference that I'm talking about? 
Offense is going to come. It's our responsibility to forgive. And I want to read a verse. You've all heard it. Colossians. Colossians 3.12. This is Paul. Paul's pretty awesome. Since God shows you to be the holy people He loves, you know you're chosen, and you're chosen to be holy, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive one another and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Forgive anyone who offends you. Is there going to be offense in your life? Is it always easy to forgive? To not hold that against them? It's not easy. Like, I have done it so many times and I've justified it. I've justified why I'm going to hold on to that offense, why I'm going to continue to mark James with that thing that he did to me to offend me. That's not what forgiveness is. Again, is this easy? Does Jesus give you permission to step into hard things? I believe there's going to be growth when this stuff becomes activated in our lives. And we're going to actually see, wow, this community is looking healthier. Who wants that? Did you know that that health can manifest in a room? Health can manifest in a family? Am I talking too loud? Eden, I'm sorry. I offended her. Please forgive me. She's still look. Look at that. She's still looking at me. Trying to nap, bro. <laughs> Forgiveness. I believe forgiveness is step one. I believe it's step one because we're not going to grow in any other area if we continue to help hold on to that fence. You guys are listening to the Dan Moeller things. You hear him talk about carrying that fence. You hear about that? Dan Moeller went to a to a church where the pastor walked in with a, an actual fence and he carried that thing into the sanctuary and he sat down and carried it up to the pulpit and everybody's like, what in the world? And he was carrying a fence. And it was very noticeable. Are you with me? It's very noticeable when I carry a fence because I wear it on my sleeves. I tattoo it on my arm. Everybody knows that I'm offended. Are you going to be offended? Are you going to be offended? You're going to be offended at some point. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you so you must forgive others. Simple, right? Number two, vulnerability. I want to talk about forgiveness. One more, one more thing. I believe it's the whole offense thing. The Lord wants to take you often in your life from one season to another. Out of that muck and that storm and that junk. And he actually wants to take you into another, but some things don't get to go with you. And a lot of times we want to carry that offense into the next season. The gate's closed. The gate is closed to that next season, I promise, if you're carrying that offense with you. And you will not ever experience the breakthrough of that next season if we're carrying things from the old season that need to be dealt with. 
I've tried it. Didn't work. That door kept slamming in my face. It's not possible. We've got to forgive. Amen? Amen? Vulnerability. Vulnerability is a word that the Lord's really taught me the last six, eight months or so. I heard it said one time that vulnerability is giving someone permission to minister to your heart. So think about that for a second. In your, in your life, when you're hurt, when you're offended, when you're struggling with something and you give someone else permission to minister to that thing, you've actually been vulnerable with them. Is that a simple definition? I think that's pretty simple, but it's for me it was kind of cool because guess what? Not everyone gets to minister to my heart. Not everybody gets to minister to my heart. Like there are some people in your season that the Lord has like, designed and destined to speak and minister to that thing and not everybody carries that and that's totally fine so i'm not encouraging you to be vulnerable with everyone but who knows that we need to be authentic with everybody so the lord showed me that in order for us to be authentic with everyone we got to be vulnerable with somebody did you know that jesus had an inner circle Within the 12 dudes that he put together, he had an inner circle, Peter, James, and John. Did you know that those three experienced things that not everybody experienced with Jesus? There's the story of the Mount of Transfiguration where he grabs Peter, James, and John and he says, come with me. And they go up to this mountaintop and Jesus' face transforms right in front of them. It says it transforms right in front of them. Some prophets show up right there with them, and there's Jesus, and there's who is it, Elijah? Standing right there with them. And of course, Peter speak, read the story. It is in Mark 9. It's a really cool story in Mark 9. Peter, not having a clue what to do, shocker, spoke. <laughs> Peter said words because he didn't have a clue what was going on, didn't have a clue what to do. So he started talking and this big gray cloud comes over and this thundering voice speaks over Peter. Because Okay, I won't talk anymore. That's cool. It's a cool story. Read it. But as they're walking down the mountain, Jesus tells these guys, don't tell anybody else what you just experienced. I want only you three to have experienced what I just showed you. So you've got permission in your life to have a few people that you can be vulnerable with. Do you believe that? Do you have that? Because if you want to be authentic to the... Was Jesus authentic to the whole world? Was he authentic to the whole world? He was real. He was the real deal and everybody knows it, right? He walked with authenticity because he was vulnerable with a few people. I believe that. So I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you right now to look at your life Look around. Do I have anybody that I can be vulnerable with? Do I have anyone that I trust to minister to my heart in any situation, in this situation, in that situation? Think about that. Because the world needs you to walk in authenticity. This community, if we're going to break things down to this, this community right here, and we're talking about healthy community 
We, I, you need everyone in here to be authentic, right? That doesn't mean I'm going to come up here and cut my guts open and let them all hang out for the whole world to see. It means that I've got two or three or four people in my life that I have been vulnerable with, that I've given permission to speak to my heart so that I can stand up here and be authentic, so that you can walk in the doors being authentic. Does that make sense? Peter, James, and John were Jesus's inner circle. It's kind of a cool inner circle when you look at it because it was unique. Peter was the oldest of the disciples. John was the youngest of the disciples. So he grabbed kind of different generations to see how we could work together. James was the first to die. And John was the longest He lived the longest of all of them. So look at that dynamic there of that inner circle. He wanted an older voice. He wanted a younger voice. He wanted guys who were just, does that make sense? So let's, maybe not everybody in your inner circle needs to look just like you. Needs to act just like you. We don't need three chips. Seriously. Does that make sense? The Lord, I believe, if this is how Jesus outlined it, I believe He'll outline something very similar for you. Who knows that we need to have fathers in our lives speaking into our heart. And we need to disciple younger ones, but also give them permission to grow and mature and speak into our hearts. It's good. It's really good. Forgiveness, vulnerability, respect, and honor. Who wants to be a part of a community where you feel respected? Who wants to be a part of a community where you can respect others? I want to explain the difference a little bit between respect and honor. Actually, I'm going to read 1 Thessalonians 5.12. Turn with me if you got your Bible in front of you. I hear buttons clicking on phones, so that's cool. How's Instagram going? Just kidding. First Thessalonians 5.12 Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. I believe the difference between respect and honor is respect. Who in here has heard that respect is, what's the word? Uh, earned. Respect is earned. Who's heard that? I used to kind of think, oh, that's not true at all. Everybody deserves respect. The word respect is actually, let me read, a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, and achievements. Respect is earned. <laughs> It is based off what you've done that you get respect. Okay? But this is where the word honor is different. And we're going to talk about respect more, but honor, the definition, is to have high respect or great esteem based on position or standing. Has has Trump done anything in my life, personally, to earn my respect? I'm serious. But guess what? He's in a position of honor. 
He's in a position of honor. So I actually have to, as a, this is a, this is a, a biblical standard of honor and respect that I have to carry as a Christ follower. I have to show him high respect simply because of a position of honor that he's in. Okay? Does that make sense? So all, is honor earned? Honor's not earned, right? You walk into a church, did you necessarily vote for the leader of that place? If, they're, if you're going to choose to be and serve underneath a leadership, they deserve the honor because they're just in that position. That's why it says, honor your father and mother. Did a kid have a choice? He didn't. They don't have a choice. That the, the parents are in that position, but they're actually called to honor simply because of the standing and position. Does that make sense? That's a difference there. And while respect is earned... I want to I want to look into this a little more in that verse in 1 Thessalonians dear brothers and sisters honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work they work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance show them great respect wholehearted and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other can we as a Christ follower put ourselves in a position where we respect Everyone. Not based off of that definition. We can honor everyone. Can we we work to respect everyone? This is something, if it's based off of achievement and it's based off of something that someone has done, is it my responsibility, especially if I want to flow in the prophetic, to look and find things that people have done well in their lives and learn to respect those things? There's a good chance that I don't, I don't have true respect for some people because I don't know their life. And I don't know what they've done in their life. But I promise you everyone's done something. Everybody's done something, right? Maybe you've kicked a habit. Maybe you've overcome a circumstance in your life. Maybe you've pressed through a situation. I can actually work and learn to respect everybody that's in my life path. Everybody in my circle of influence, I can look and it might be hard again. And it might be difficult. But I promise you, if I'm doing the Lord's work, I'm looking deep into your soul and into your heart and into your life and not ignoring the things that you've actually done well. Sometimes the things that people do wrong, the things that offend you, are magnified a little bit more than the things that they've done well. Right? But if I'm a man who wants to grow and see a a pattern of growth in regards to respect in a community, i got to lead by example. And you know what? There's not one person in this room, I believe that wholeheartedly, that hasn't done something. And I can learn to respect them. And I believe it'll grow. And that relationship can be nurtured. Amen? Amen? So with honor, the Lord... We have to honor the Lord before we can honor anyone. And I want to go, I'm skipping over some stuff here. Vulnerability, there was a, this leads into the honor thing. What the Lord really taught me about vulnerability, I was actually at Buckland Church one Sunday and I was just sitting in the front and worshiping the Lord 
And I was in a season where I was looking for some, I was looking for people that I could be vulnerable with. Okay, we just talked about that. Look for them because they're there and the Lord will bring them to you. But I was in that place of like, God, I need somebody I can be vulnerable with. I want to grow in this area. I need to open myself up and da-da-da-da. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, you've got to be vulnerable with me first. So think about the definition of vulnerability that I shared. Allowing someone to minister to your heart. Giving them permission to minister to your heart. You've got to first give the Lord permission to minister to your heart. And that's a place that's found sometimes, all the time, in the quiet place. Lord, I'm going through this. And who in here has ever thought the Lord knows everything? He knows what's going on in my life. I don't need to share it with him. He already knows it. Get vulnerable with the Lord. I believe there's power in confession. I do believe that. There's power in saying, Lord, I give you permission to minister to my heart. And in this process of growth, in this process of vulnerability, I believe he's going to bring people, human beings, because we're called to be in relationship with people. He'll bring those people to you that you can be then vulnerable with. Because he not only wants us to grow with him, he wants us to grow with people. Does anybody in here doubt that? I promise you that if that wasn't the case, you would be in heaven right now. You'd be sitting on that throne with him. We are on the throne with him. You'd be physically with him in his presence right now if he didn't have you cultivating healthy relationships in your life. Right? Is that understandable? So there comes this level of honoring the Lord by being vulnerable with him. Like, I'm going to honor you, Lord, because only you can truly minister to my heart. And I thank you for giving me other people that I can grow in relationship with because in order for me to grow in my relationship with God, I've got to be vulnerable with him. In order for me to be uh, in relationship with people, I've got to be vulnerable with the people. Does that make sense? Like growth, proceeds... <laughs> Vulnerability, I think. Is the Lord due our honor? Is that right? Was it the right word? Is he, no, I'm sorry. Is he D-U-E our honor? He is because he sits in a position on the throne. He is the king. And we honor him because of that. It just so happens he's done so many good things that we can actually respect him. Right? We can respect him for what he's done. We honor him for who he is. I want to have that in this room. I want to have that in this community. One of the ways that we can... Who wants to have better relationships? We want to have better relationships. I haven't always had like a a healthy... When things get difficult, you tend to just back away. Right? When you get offended... Instead of forgiving, we choose to back away, isolate, figure it out with the Lord. Who knows that's important? That's important. But if that's all we do, the relationships aren't going to get much better, I don't think. He's always going to point us to relationships. And the the way that I know that is because he sent Jesus down on this planet to walk with people. 
God actually had to show us, give us the example of what relationship looks like by coming down to earth and walking with people, establishing relationships with people, showcasing forgiveness, showcasing vulnerability with his inner circle, showcasing respect. Zacchaeus, you're in the tree, you're a tax collector, kind of a jerk. I'm going to your house tonight. We're going to have dinner tonight at your house, bro. I want to learn more about you. There's probably something good that you've done in your life. I want to learn to respect you for who you are, for what you've done. Does that make sense? We want to steward and cultivate a healthy pattern of relationships that lead to a healthy community. A healthy community thrives. I believe we have these four things down when we're healthy. I can learn to forgive. I can learn to be vulnerable. I can learn to respect. I can learn to honor. The key word there is learn. The Lord wants to grow with you, lead you in this journey of growth. We're students in the kingdom of God. We're students. Let him teach us how to do this. Sometimes we get so hard-hearted, it turns into selfishness, and we just focus on ourselves. That's where offense, carrying offense ultimately comes from, is just selfishness, right? I've been selfish a lot in my life, just offended. Oh, that's, that struck a selfish chord in my heart. One of the things that we're trying to do, it's a simple thing. Everybody say Practical practical way to do this we're having fellowship meals every third sunday everybody say third sunday Sunday. it's called a fellowship meal is there going to be food there yeah is there going to be a chance to fellowship yes learn to respect yeah maybe find somebody you can be vulnerable with yes that is all stuff that it's a practical way for us to say you know what we're not just talking about it is it pretty easy to just Let's actually put this on the calendar. I'm going to eat, share a meal with some people that I don't normally get to spend time with, and I'm going to grow. And this is going to become a healthier, everybody say healthier. Healthier, healthier, healthier community. Healthier community. Even if it was really healthy, could it be healthier? Yes. We want that. I want to grow in relationship. Okay? I want to grow in relationship with you. You may not get to be in my inner circle, is that okay? Because the Lord's bringing you an inner circle. I believe it. Declare that in your heart right now. Lord, bring me my inner circle. Show me my inner circle. Because I know that I need to be vulnerable so that I can be authentic to the whole world. To the whole world. Not have to walk around with a mask or walk around a different way because I've actually got things in my life that are just full of offense and full of junk and I'm trying really hard to step into a brand new season carrying old season's junk. I promise you the Lord has health coming for you. Health. Physically, mentally, socially, relationally. Health. Everybody say health. We want health. Amen? When you go to a doctor and something's not healthy, what's he do? He prescribes something to you. 
I want to suggest that this is something that's so simple. Forgiveness, vulnerability, respect, and honor. Let this be your prescription. Maybe, you're, maybe you think you've got it figured out and that's okay too. But if you can actually have a thought in your mind that, you know what? I've actually seen a trail of failed relationships in my life. And I've actually seen like people continually offended by me and the things that I do in my life and the things that I say. The Lord brought me into a, a season of self-reflection re- recently where I've seen and I've heard people having a perception of me that I didn't know was there. And I had to get vulnerable with some people. And I had to give them permission to speak to my heart and say, guys, I want you to help me cover my blind spots. Everybody say blind spots. spots. Who's driven and they've seen a car and it just kind of scares the junk out of them because they didn't even know it was there? You did? Is there an example of that? You can't see blind spots. That's why they're called blind spots. Right? But when you're walking with somebody, can they see those things that you can't see? So if you're isolated and you're just walking by yourself thinking that I'm going to figure it out all by yourself and you're hurting people and you're doing things and saying things that you don't even know are affecting people in your life, you're going to wish you had people had that wingman. They can see those blind spots. Everybody say wingman. I believe we need a wingman in our life. Do you have somebody in your mind right now, in your heart? I think vulnerability is the key to this. And the shift in understanding what vulnerability was for me, I just believed that it meant, like I said before, cut yourself open for the sake of cutting yourself open. And hey, everybody, my my guts are hanging out. I'm going to walk around with my guts hanging out all the time just so everybody knows that I'm being vulnerable. There's not necessarily healing in that. I believe the Lord has like healing for those places. He's got, he wants to minister to those places. And that's why I like that definition of vulnerability, giving permission to someone to speak to your heart, to minister to your heart. You guys stand up with me? Grab a hand of the person sitting next to you. God, we don't have to we don't have to open ourselves up and introduce every single person in our lives to those dark dark corners, Father. We receive that right now and we ex- we we understand that that's not always a healthy position to put ourselves in. But God, we want you to bring people into our lives that we can open up ourselves to. Because we want to grow. And we want health. We want to expose the junk so that it can be ministered to and it can be removed. And we actually want deliverance from those things. Deliver your people, Father. Deliver us, God. You can't be delivered from something that you don't even know is there. So we ask you to bring people into our lives, Father, that can walk beside us, that can lovingly point out blind spots.
and that we're not going to get offended when they do so. I believe that offense is going to come, but we can grow from the offense and not be offended by the same thing every single time. So Father, we want growth. We want uh, just a health to be pumped in through a heavenly IV into our veins right now, Father. A desire for healthy community. I want every single person that walks into this place to have a desire for healthy community and to take responsibility for that. So we thank You, Father, that You're growing us from one place to another. That You actually want to open that door to the next season in our lives. We thank You, Lord, that that next season has a door and that we can walk through it. And so we thank You, Father, for the the relationships that You're going to restore through forgiveness, for the growth that we're going to experience in relationships through vulnerability, for the health that's going to come to the community when there's a, a loving respect and a due honor. And we just thank You, Father, for what Your design is for a healthy community. And we, we, we accept the responsibility to do our part in bringing health to this community. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you for your love. Pray for your blessing and your grace to flow throughout this week. In Jesus' name, amen.